Welcome back to Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canobio. He is former world champion Chris Algieri. And Chris, let's get into it right away, my friend. We're a few days removed from Canelo Alvarez's unanimous decision win over John Ryder. A lot of people are saying that Canelo is washed. Chris, what are your biggest takeaways from Canelo's win over John Ryder? Well, like I said, John Ryder was a lot tougher than people were giving him credit for. I think that UK guys knew how tough he was. I think certain people over here, I don't think globally he was that known. I definitely think he's a lot more known now. But I mean, listen, age is a real thing. And Canelo is starting to show a slight decline. I still think he's one of the best fighters in the world. But yeah, it's it's, it's hard to refute that that he is not a different guy than he was before. Teddy Atlas, uh, one-time boxing lover, now MMA guy, um, says that Canelo Alvarez showed a quote-unquote mental decline against John Ryder. And in addition to physical decline, he noted that he's making too much money. Um, he's only throwing one punch at a time. He's unwilling to exchange because he's too worried about getting caught. I kind of agree with that. I mean, I, if you have two eyes, you can see the decline from, from Canelo. He's not the same guy we saw in 2019, 2020, and even uh, the plant fight. Uh, is, is it safe to say that Canelo's best days are behind him? I mean, yeah, it is, but I, I don't necessarily agree with everyone who's saying like he's washed or even what Teddy said that he saw a mental decline. I didn't say he looked super sharp early. He got tired. Definitely. At the end, the last couple of rounds, he definitely was not, not the even less of an output than he normally does. But listen, he looks sharp. He, he, he dominated the fight. Um, John Ryder is a rough guy, tough guy. Did you see the size of that guy in there? Jeez. He gorilla. looked maybe in awesome shape. Um, he lived up to the nickname gorilla. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was saying it all, all the time. I can, it's not a, it's not an easy guy. It's not an easy out. And that a lot of people were going to be going to be wanting after the fight, because I, I thought Canelo was going to win. I thought that he was going to, um, win fairly easily, but I think it was going to be an ugly fight. Listen, he dropped them at least once. I think that other knockdown should have been called a knockdown, which is more than I, I expected from Canelo. But I think Canelo, uh, from a few years ago gets the stoppage. And I think that that's, that's one of the major differences. He's just, he's degraded just enough that these guys who normally he would stop uh, are going to, are going to make it to 12. Uh, Canelo threw 38 punches around, which is right on par with his career averages, landed 46% of his power, should have had two knockdowns in the fight. I mean, these are the types mm -hmm. of numbers and the types of things. Look what he did with that stadium too. These are the types of numbers that everyone in boxing would want and, and be the face of boxing like he is. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting because there's a lot of piling on the guy. I feel like at the higher we built him up, you see this all the time in sports, especially in boxing, you build a guy up just to break him down. Like everywhere I turn, uh, it's Canelo's done. I wouldn't favor him over this guy or Benavidez. I wouldn't favor him people. I would favor him over everyone at 168. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, favored. Yes. Does he beat every, everyone every time? No, I, I don't think so. But I, I was saying that before this fight, I was saying that, you know, before the Triple G fight too. I, I, I think that, you know, at 68, Benavidez is probably the toughest challenge right now. Um, and I still think he could beat Benavidez, but it's it's, a, it's looking harder and harder. And I think the more time that passes, the more dangerous Benavidez will get because he's going to get more mature and get ready for these big fights. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he he's still a great fighter. He still is the undisputed at 168 and should be. Yeah. One thing, too, on Ryder, tough guy, for sure. Super tough. I haven't seen someone get so much praise for losing 11 rounds. 
because because yeah. he is tough. Like, oh my god, he, he best performance of any British guy. Canelo's face. He simply just made it to the final bell. Yeah, he clipped Canelo a few times later on in the fight, but it's a damn, it's a fight. You know, Canelo's defense is is deteriorating. Uh, tough guy for sure, but I had never seen anything like this over the top praise for a guy that maybe won two rounds, maybe three, if you're being generous. I just said it three minutes ago. I, I, the world didn't know how good he was. Now, now they know he's a tough guy. He's getting the praise that because uh, he was overlooked, you know. So I think a lot of it's overblown because they just didn't expect anything out of man. When I I, I put out some videos saying that John Ryder's a tough fight, tough fighter. It's gonna be a tough fight for Canelo. People were raking me <laughs> over the calls. Dude. Look at this guy talking talking about Canelo's. You know, uh, uh, assistant guy he's going to be fighting. This guy's this. Dude, the I'll best was one of them I saw. It's like, what does this guy know? And then someone replied, that's Chris Algieri. He's a former world champion. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, that's, the pro that's the thing. Like, our social media is, like, getting a bigger following. We're seeing more numbers and more views. So, therefore, more comments, more crazy comments from fans. Like, what do these guys know? I love sifting through them. Uh, it's interesting, but there's always opinion on, on Canelo Alvarez. I will ask you less on this topic. The next fight, we're always moving on to the next one. It's either Bivol, in my opinion, or it's another, or, or Benavidez, or even someone who's ripping me apart was when I said I think Berlanga could be in the mix simply because he's with Matchroom. Canelo's next two fights, or Canelo's next fight is against two. I think it's going to be Berlanga or Benavidez. I don't think the Bivol fight, as much as Canelo is talking about it, I don't think that's the move. I don't think that anyone around him thinks that's a good idea. Um, and it just doesn't make as much sense for him to go back up to 75 now, then what, go back down to 68. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't listen. Canelo's crazy. He wants it, wants that legacy. I get it, but I, I don't see that happening next. I, I think Berlanga makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Um, no one's going to like me for this, No. But he, he needs, he needs, uh, he needs a standout performance. He needs, uh, you know, he's got a record. He's got, uh, the Puerto Rican background. He's popular. Um, I don't know how popular he'll be in Vegas. You know, that's probably where they're going to fight. But uh, listen, that's it's it's going to a win there, and especially a spectacular one from Canelo reinvigorates him. So yeah. I, I think they're going to. I think they could use Berlanga for for that. Yeah, Errol Spence says that he should. He'll, he's not going to beat uh, Bivol. He's not going to beat uh, Better Bev. He may not even beat uh, Benavidez. Teddy Atlas says get him. Uh, get Benavidez now before he deteriorates yeah. in anymore. Uh, on to topic number two, Roly Romero, let's go, is now fighting for the WBA 140-pound title. He got elevated once, um, who's the guy that he was supposed to fight, got popped. Alberto Puelo popped for Puelo. the same drugs that uh, Ben was doing. That's serious. WBA did the right thing. I very rarely say that. WBA did the right thing, and they stripped Puelo, and they elevated this fight between Romero and Ismael Barroso, who's 40 years old, and his photo that they used is scary. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Chris? You're a former 140-pound champion. Are you willing and ready to welcome Roly Romero to the club? Absolutely not. I am absolutely livid about this. This is, it's insane. Listen, I fought a defending world champion who was an absolute monster, the scariest guy in the division. I didn't fight for a vacant title against some nobody from Australia or from, from wherever. I fought the man. I thought the guy, he was in, he was in fight of the year, two fights prior. He went to the hometown of Mike Alvarado and destroyed him in front of his, his rabid fans. And his first defense was against me. I had to beat the man to become the man, become the, the, the champion. So I hate these vacant title guys who win these world titles against uh, Ishmael Barusso. I remember him from local shows in New York to eight years ago. He's 40, 40 years old. He's a man. And He's Romero, 40. Romero has not 
fought at 40 yet. Not legitimately. Has not fought a legitimate 40-pounder. No, this is his first Russo's fight at either. 140. Baruso's a 35-pounder, and he's 40. This is nuts. Like, listen, he's a very tough guy. Don't get me wrong. Baruso had a very, very good, tough career early on. Was always the B-side. Upset a lot of prospects. I saw a lot of tough guys. Went across the pond a bunch of times. Super, super tough guy. But hasn't been in a, in a, 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 a fight worth talking about in five years. And is 40 years old. And now Romero he is has a, literally taken a he, – he's basically McGregor. He's just talked himself into big <laughs> fights because he hasn't won anything major. He hasn't – I mean, I don't know. It's just insane to me. No, it is infuriating from the meritocracy standpoint, something we always talk about on this show. Meritocracy does not exist in boxing. Um, but what does exist is name recognition. What does exist is star power. I'm not saying that Roley is this massive star, but he was part of a huge uh, fight with Tank. Uh, he willed that into existence, and it looks like he has willed himself into a title shot. He's ranked fifth in the WBA at 140, despite never fighting at 140, Chris, despite coming off of a loss, a knockout loss to Tank Davis. Um, it's going to piss off a lot of people, but Roley has this weird fan base, man. People are fascinated by the guy. Do I think he deserves a shot at 140? Obviously not. Am I excited to see if he wins, like what can come of it? Like matchups with Regis Progre, matchups with Teofimo Lopez, or matchups with Ryan Garcia, or matchups at one of the, any of the guys at 140. I do think he plays a a important role in boxing as like the kind of villain, but also like a fascinating guy that we want to see get iced. And like he has like crazy power. His his <laughs> fundamentals are horrible, but he has the power. Like he's interesting. He's fun. Like boxing could use fun, but yes, it's it's kind of a joke that he's getting this title shot. World champions don't aren't like that. That's not. That's not. I don't consider you know, guys fun. Fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. There's a bunch of fun guys, but they they, they don't deserve to be world champ. They you know they got to fight. They got to beat somebody for real. And I, I see beat a real a real guy yet. At he technically, years? I thought he lost to Jackson Arenas. Uh, he knocked yeah. out Yidget. Uh No, he hasn't faced anyone. I mean, Tank's the best guy. To, the best guy in his resume. I think Barroso might be his number number two. Uh, Absolutely, his opponent. number two. <laughs> Absolutely is number two best opponent that he's fought, which is wild because he's light years away from tank. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. But Roley, this is crazy. Roley has a he's coming off of a 300 plus day layoff or uh, 350 days ago. He fought tank, uh, which is 350. A big, 350. How are you still ranked? How which are you is, still ranked? If you, haven't, if you haven't fought in a year. Crazy. And how about this? Leading into the tank fight, he was on a 300 day layoff. So I'm not a mathematician here. 650 days, two fights insane everything none of this makes any sense none of this adds up to a title shot but uh, who knows he might even he might even lose like uh, like i know yeah, we're, we're I diminishing mean, barroso I, you know barroso's a guy that actually right he, he's won four in a row barroso um not but not too long ago he was getting pieced up he got stopped by akhmedov he got stopped by anthony Krola. he's a high work rate good body puncher but he's 40 with a suspect chin like t it's not like a given that Roley's gonna win but uh, no, he's and Bruce, so he's also he's also hot and cold. Like sometimes he's 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 a world beater, and he and he you know he upsets somebody, and then and then he gets stopped by a guy that you doesn't knock anybody out. So it's you know it's 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 you never know what's gonna what's gonna show up. But on the on the other side of forty, it's it's hard to imagine that he's gonna be able to you know pull one of his best career 
victories <laughs> out, of, out, of the, out of the pocket. Wouldn't that be crazy? Ismail Barrasso is a, a champion at 140. I would, I would be pissed about that, too. <laughs> it's like, how do you, you know, like... Yeah. Not all champions champion. are built the same in boxing. It's yeah. not all champions are built the same. You have to be a real fan to know how these guys won their belts. But 140 is insane. Uh, Progray's now with Matchroom. Matias is a free agent. I'm hearing he's meeting with Matchroom. That changes the whole discussion we had for a while with Progray uh, to go into matchroom. Matias can go there too. Then you got yourself a bonafide explosive fight at 140. Tio Taylor is next month. Uh, it's a fun division. Like 135, 140 are carrying the sport right now. I'm getting more excited about, about Tio Taylor. Uh, I'm, I'm like the more, the closer we get, it's weird how those kind of fights are. Yeah. Like we, we've been really lucky this year that we're, we're getting these fights made with like, like a lot of time before mm -hmm. they happen. Um, which is good and bad because then they fall out, but also, you know, you get to kind of marinate and let, like get, get excited about it. I'm getting more and more excited about that one as we get closer. Seasoning, Chris, you're a seasoning guy. Seasoning. Yeah. Remember make seasoning this way turns to the, we got to make a shirt like seasoning turn, yeah, leads well, to cash. One sign to be that. And then the other one. Be like, uh, speaking of, uh, Tia Fimo, Tia Fimo is in the news. Uh, he's got a fight coming up with Josh Taylor. He is very willing to do interviews and he's very willing to say crazy things. <laughs> Uh, his latest, you be the judge, Chris, uh, T. Fimo says that Devin Haney doesn't have that dog in him to beat Lomachenko. He says Lomachenko will get you tired. Even though Devin has conditioning for it, you got to commit. You can't just play defense with Loma. You can't. You got to attack by all means necessary. And I don't think Devin got that dog in him to do it. Do you agree or disagree with T. Fimo Lopez's comments? First off, I love the crazy stuff that he has, that Tio talks. I think it's a lot of fun. I think he brings a lot of, and he backs it up because he can really fight. Um, not all the things. But this, not all the things. But this <laughs> one in, in, in particular is very concise, and it was he's he, there's a lot to it, and it makes a lot of sense why he's saying it because if Loma wins, it makes his victory against Loma look that much better. Yep, of course. Um, also, he's been in the ring with Loma, so hearing from someone who's a former opponent. Tang, he gets you tired, which is very true. And you can see that. I mean, he, he makes you think. And that's that's really what I think he means is, is is the thinking that Lomachenko makes you, puts on you, puts a lot of mental and psychological pressure on you. That can tire you out big time. And even though Devin has been sh has shown to be tight, tight uh, up, up top yeah. and also in great condition, it's interesting to see if, if Loma is able to to affect him and, and, and get in that head of his. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, do I agree with what he's saying? I see what he's coming from, where he's coming from, but my argument is going to be that Haney might not have to have the dog in him. If 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 he keeps the dog out of the fight, he wins the fight hands down. Right. I think the the only way for Loma to win is to is to get the dog out of him. But Haney's very good at keeping the dog on a leash, and if he can keep the dog on the leash and keep Loma at a distance, then he doesn't need to he doesn't need to show his dog yet. I love that. Uh, I think Tiafimo was trying to say like he can't win with just a jab. Um, but let's keep in mind Tio's win. Tio's win came over Lomachenko in 2020. Uh, Lomachenko has shown signs of, of slowing down, uh, just like yep. Canelo and just like some of the other guys uh, that are just that like are, every human being who's ever yes, lived. Yes, <laughs> it's part of life, unfortunately. Except me and Blitzball, but we won't go there. Uh, I'm back on top, bro. Grand Slam, no big deal. Old man Dan. Old, Old man, man Dan, Dan is back, baby. Um, Lomachenko is not the same fighter, man. He was struggling with Jermaine Ortiz. He's been in and out of the ring, you know, over the Ukraine. They've been going on there, like. Will he be able to push Lomach Will he be able to push Haney and give Haney some of these awkward moments where Haney has to show that he is a dog or he has that dog in him? He may have to. The thing about that is Haney has such a size advantage. He's so much bigger. He doesn't have the power advantage the way that that uh, Tiafimo did. I was in the room when they fought in the bubble, Tiafimo and Lomachenko, 
the heat that Tiafimo was throwing that night, my goodness. He, he had Loma thinking because the power that was swinging by him. Listen, I've been in fights where a guy swing, left hook just misses me, and I go, oh, boy, I can't get hit by that. And it seemed like Lomachenko was going through that process in, in, in that fight because those punches were really, really coming by uh, with, with, with heavy heat and very, very powerful. Haney's not that type of fighter, but he's a very difficult style to defeat because he's so big, he's long, he's very quick, he's got good jabs, and he does not mind making it a stinker. He will fight at a distance. Don't care. Doesn't does not care. Win a win is a win is a win. Here's an interesting thing though. Does he care? Because there's a lot. His name is now being brought up all the time now because of Tank. Uh, he's being linked to Tank. He's being linked to Shakur. He's being linked as the next thing in boxing. He's won fights with just his jab, and he's been not not that that not that it's right. He's been booed or not booed, but just like all right, yeah, you won, but okay, it wasn't exciting. Do you think that's going to creep up into this in, in the back of his mind? Will he deviate a little bit from his his game plan and be like, I want to put an exclamation point. I want to stop Lomachenko. I don't think he should. He, it might, but I, I don't see that. I think he's going to be smart because a win against Lomachenko is a win against Lomachenko. Think about it. Tiafimo beat him by one round. It, it basically yeah. came down to that 12th round. It was completely, I thought it was absolutely even until that, that 12th round. And all the momentum was in Lomachenko's hands. Tiafimo put on a brilliant 12th round and won the fight in my, in my, in my eyes. Um, you know, he just barely beat him too. So a win against Lomachenko is a win against Lomachenko. And that one was arguable. A lot of people still argue that. And so Lomachenko wins. Lomachenko certainly thinks he won Dude, that did fight. you know he went back and recounted the, him and his dad recounted the punches and said we were wrong. Lomachenko? His dad. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I was like, really, I've done fire a little meetings. biased. I did fighter meetings. I did uh, fire meetings with him when he fought Nakatani and he was livid. I mean, mad. Still. That that he had the loss, and that was months, months later. You know, after shoulder surgery and everything, it was like a year later. And he's like, he's going around the room. He's like, "You had it wrong. You had it really? wrong." Really? Yeah, yeah. You don't forget. I don't. I don't blame no. him. You, I mean, you've got you fighters. You take these losses uh, pretty hard. I'm interested. I can't wait for this fight, man. I'm talking about fights that we're looking forward to: Tio Taylor and and. and Haney Lomachenko, uh, May 20th over on ESPN. You'll be there. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Haney, I want him to get the credit he deserves. If he beats Lomachenko, I don't want to hear that Lomachenko was old. Don't want to hear that he was past it. Lomachenko's still top four or five in the lightweight division. Um, it's going to be a great fight. I cannot wait for that. Uh, last topic, your favorite topic, Chris. Jake Paul is back, baby. Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. They squared off for the first time uh, this week in a press conference in Dallas. Very awkward press conference. A lot went on in it. Uh, Nate Diaz left to go to the bathroom mid-press conference. Jake Paul said he's the ass of boxing. He said, <laughs> he said, Canelo's the head. Javanta is the tits. No, I said he's face. the face. Javanta is the tits, and I'm the ass. I actually thought it was a very funny line. A lot of people loved yeah, it. Clever. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, Jake Paul also says that he almost considered retiring after his loss to Tommy Fury. Are you interested in this fight? Do you think Jake Paul can can get a W, or do you think Nate Diaz really stops this train? Am I interested in this fight? No, I don't. Not, I'm not really sure why anyone is. Honestly, I am at this point. Uh, he's he's he. So he's obviously regressed. He's going back to fighting non-boxers. He's he tried his hand with the boxer. He lost. Now he's all right. I'll go back to. 40 plus year old MMA guys. Um, but I, I do like me some Nate Diaz. I am, I am, I like him. I like him as a character. I like him as a fighter. He's got a lot of dog in him. 
But I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Nate and his boxing. I know that he was a sparring partner for Andre Ward many years ago, but what has he been doing lately? Yeah. Um, it's kind I of keep going to back to that. Doesn't fight very often. I, I, I don't know how serious he's been training-wise. I mean, and listen, I'm an older guy too, and it takes a long time. Like, it's not like a regular training camp. I got two months. I'm good. Nah, mm. when you're when you're closer to 40, it, it, you need like four months and like dedicated time. And I, I'm not sure that Diaz has been taking that this seriously, especially in a sport that he's never done. Yeah, it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to make probably the most he's ever made in a fight, maybe outside of the McGregor ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. They keep bringing up Andre Ward as, you know, I was training with Andre Ward. He said I should have went pro as a as a boxer when I was 18, but I went the MMA route. Obviously, that worked out for him. Uh, maybe not monetarily. Probably would have made more as a boxer. Who knows? He probably made, he would have, he went further in MMA than I think he probably would have gone in, in, in boxing, but he made less money. It's a whole different discussion. Um, but Jake Paul, he's at least saying straight up, like, listen, I thought about quitting after the last time fair. I was embarrassed. I was questioning why am I even doing this? And he's like, you know what? I could have done a rematch with Fury, but the Diaz fight would have, is going to do more numbers. He is a businessman. He's in this because he wants to make the most money possible. It's part of this whole... Slice I respect of, that. Yeah. It's part of this whole slice of boxing, this whole avenue that I like, is that they just go from one big event to the next. Like, in real boxing, Jake Paul probably takes a tune-up fight, uh, and then he works his way back up. He's like, nah, forget that. I'm going for the next biggest event I can possibly make, and it's going to be with Nate Diaz, and it's probably going to do numbers because everyone knows Nate Diaz and everyone knows Jake Paul. And they, people, a lot of people out there think Nate Diaz can knock Jake Paul out. So we haven't seen that. We haven't seen Jake Paul flattened. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very hard on Jake Paul. Don't get me wrong. I, res I respect the hell out of him for what he's been able to do and the way he goes about it. And, um, yeah, I think you, you hit it on the head when you said real boxing. A real boxer would have gone and had a tuna fight. This isn't real boxing. This is, you know, as much as he wants to pretend, and he does train hard. I, I know that. He trains for real. But these aren't these aren't real boxing fights. Uh, they're, they're spectacles. And, listen, that's fine. Make that make that money, man. I, I, I appreciate it. You're going to end your, your professional boxing career, like, five and three or five and two or you know, six and two or whatever, but you're going to make more money than 99.9% .9 of the guys that, that we've seen in our generation. So I don't mind it when it's, when the boxing schedule is good. Like we've had such a great year. Yeah. We're having, it's, it's going to be even better, uh, the next six months. And is, if these fights can supplement what we're getting, like best versus best matchups in quote unquote real boxing, then I have no problem with these spectacles when they become the main focal point of the boxing schedule is when it's like, oh, that's not good. I mean, that's not good for well, the sport. That that happened in the fall, right? When when Jake Paul was fighting uh, Tyson, uh, 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 Tommy, rather, because all those good fights fell out. We mm -hmm. had so many good fights fall at the end of last year. It was like Crawford but, Spence was off. The, the I think, you meant, I think that was Woodley because the Fury fight was in February. But I know you're saying it was last year where, oh, where yeah, yeah, Paul yeah, was yeah, the main year. focus point. Yeah, it was like it was like we were all talking about it, like, oh man, it's like we have to <laughs> because there's not really anything going on. And like you said, like this, like when you mentioned this that this fight, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even know about the, the rest conference. I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch it anyway. But like, uh, I'm not interested. I don't, I don't really care that much because we we have good fights going on. We got actually important things to talk about. Yeah, we'll see how it does at the box office because that's like pretty much. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I'm curious really too. going to do numbers like he says. I mean, he says I, that he he says uh, that his fight with Fury did more than Ryan and Tank. He says Ryan Tank didn't do 1.2. It did 800,000. Me and Fury did 850. It's still pretty good numbers. I mean, 
This one I think should do under. I think the Fury fight was like a perfect storm. Um, it was February afternoon, Sunday. There was no sports on. Football was done. Baseball hadn't started yet. March Madness hadn't started yet. It was on ESPN. It was that fight was a perfect storm. This one I don't know. It's in in the middle of summer, uh, but they are big names, and we'll continue to talk about Listen, it. Listen, Jake Paul is actually staying staying busy too. Like it's going to be his third fight in you know in in. Less than a calendar year. Which yeah. I, I appreciate that. It's cool. right. He did. Yeah, it, it was the Silva fight. Sorry, that's what right. we were talking about earlier. Silva. There that's you go. Cool. He he did fire uh, BJ Flores. BJ Flores oh, really? is out. Shane Mosley in. Back I in. Did, I, thought, I thought it was an addition. I didn't know it was a, a replacement. Okay. There we go. Uh, good show. I enjoyed it. A lot of topics. We're hitting them all. Uh, that's really it. That's all we got for you folks. Hope you enjoyed this show. Remember to protect yourselves at all times. Keep those hands up. Stay out of the DMs. We're out. <laughs>